0: Welcome to the first episode of our podcast, by the way. We know, because we listen to podcasts, that you may not really care about who we are unless we have something worth listening to. So we're going to jump right into our first conversation. We want to talk about... How should Christians think about their smart devices? All right. Everybody talks about this at some point, right? Right. And it's definitely amongst Christians. We talk about everybody wants to know how to think about technology and specifically how to think about smart devices. But I think we're going to take an angle that will be interesting, hopefully interesting to our listeners, because it's a fairly new thing that we've talked through recently that was kind of, we think this is a neat angle to take. So... C.R. Wiley is a pastor in Connecticut, um, and he has a a really good book called Man of the House that um, he talks uh, about some of the concepts that introduced us to this way of thinking. And he's really optimistic about technology uh, because of its ability to bring productivity back to the household. Um, So that's kind of what's influencing us about technology in general. We want to be optimistic about it. We totally we like his uh, view of the the ability of technology to bring productivity back to the household and uh, revive the household economy and whatnot. But how should we think about our smart devices specifically? Should we despise our smartphones? Should we fear them? Should we use them cautiously? Should we use them freely with no concern at all? You know So uh, one comprehensive metaphor, that we think helpfully answers at least most, if not all of our uh, concerns and questions about smart devices and life in the digital age. Um, we think a really comprehensive, helpful metaphor is to somewhat deliberately think of our smart devices like household servants. Now that's a very odd idea. Yay, perhaps a weird <laughs> way to think about it. Right. It's, but
1: not, it's not something we do nowadays, is No. compare our those kinds of concepts aren't aren't uh, we don't yeah. do that very often now. Yeah, it so seems it weird, weird to us. When first, you first said it to me, I thought it was really odd. It okay, seems weird for a variety it. of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: but stick with us because I think I think you'll be surprised at the at the solutions that this metaphor does actually bring. Right. Um, you mean like
1: my like my robot vacuum cleaner? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Or my robot pool cleaner? Yeah, that that or brings solutions. That brings
0: solutions. Also, did you know they
1: have robot lawnmowers?
0: Um, that doesn't surprise me at it's all. It's a thing now. They
1: look they're like oversized vacuum. Did lawnmowers. you
0: know that they they have a robot an actual robot household servant? No, like it's a little. It doesn't look like a person. Is it that female? Cool. Like, does it have a female name? I'm that sure it does. Be, have a that female. would be really insensitive. That would be insensitive. <laughs> I'm so triggered. Right uh, now. It probably does, but it's like this little. It actually reminds me of the robot in. It's like a miniature version of the robot in Rocky. <laughs> That's what it looks like a little bit, <laughs> and uh, and it's 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 a household. It's like a household servant. Anyway, it's not really a new, or revolutionary way to talk about it you know you have digital uh, you have virtual assistants right. digital digital assistants and things siri like that and alexa. you have the discussions of the discussions of siri and alexa and whatever the is that a new one but there's there are discussions about like talking about all your smart devices oh and there's like the you know your whole home can be smart and you can run right. it from one device or whatever which
1: can have some incredible benefits but again we'll get to
0: that yeah right and there's uh, there's talk of uh there's an article that i saw that talks about that the title of the article is which virtual butler will command the servants in your smart home Hmm. and so so this is not a you know i didn't come up with this out of nowhere this is kind of the way that some people talk about it because it's a helpful because it's a helpful uh metaphor so yeah. to speak
1: well and we're seeing a lot of concern about it uh you're familiar with the book 12 ways your phone is changing you oh yeah um uh and that's written by tom rank rinky no, I don't. rinky uh forward by john piper though i mean that's okay. so it's the whole premise is uh is your phone controlling you or you controlling your phone um and how how in inundated We've become with smart technology, specifically the smartphone. So that I know that book has gained a lot of popularity. Uh, I've had some good friends that read it. I have not read it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure I want to know. With this, I haven't read it either. But but it's
1: a it's something a lot of people are concerned about, and some people aren't even thinking about it critically at all. Yeah. So I'd say yeah. we're targeting both. There is a concern
0: about it, and there are people who don't think about it critically at all. And what what we're, I think what we're saying is. That there is a way to think critically about it that actually answers many of the concerns. If you if you go with this metaphor right. uh, in a disciplined way, yes, one it's of not the negative. one of the reasons that there are concerns, or one of the one of the reasons that there are problems that give rise to the concerns, is that I, I think is that because they are kind of actually filling the function of household servants. We've all of a sudden arrived at a at a point where, you know, before it was only wealthy people who had who could afford servants, right. and all of a sudden we're at a point where basically everybody now has a servant right. that can do tons of things for them. They can, you know, your servant can look up and do all the research you want in a second. It can. You don't have to send a letter by your servant to yeah. <laughs> whatever. You can you just don't have, text your. You have to send your friends. servant
1: out to get restaurant reservations or go save your table or exactly prepare, you know, get get your food uh even now you can order food from right. your smartphone right either groceries or from a fast food restaurant yeah you you, it, yeah, yeah you can have go. the groceries I mean, uh creepily delivered right into your fridge now right? oh that's like, true that is, is very true. And your your creative. fridge can tell you what
0: uh <laughs> oh yeah what, what foods you're slow oh, yeah. on and then have and you and seen automatically the Where you literally
1: buy a button for like, oh, these are my, I'm low on soy sauce. I have a soy sauce button. Oh,
0: yeah. So what what I think, I think one of the reasons that we have have come to a point where we don't know how to deal with this is that we're thrust into it. Well, partly because we have, you know, technology that's new that we don't know what to do with anyway. But part of the problem is that we're all of a sudden, we have really... Far more, capat right. <laughs> help? Yeah, far yeah, far more help than freedom, even than wealthy people have had right for the past several thousand years. You know, our smart devices do way more than a whole household for full of ser- a whole manner full of servants did. So I think that we're in this situation we're in partly because all of a sudden everybody is wealthy. Everybody has servants.
1: I mean, think about it. It's everything from your security. You can have your you know your doorbells right. your video to your baby monitors to if you have one of those little robots that cleans your floors your fridge telling you what to get all of that stuff like I know most people don't take it to this extreme but yes uh, like what you're saying is not an extreme statement. Uh, we're doing way more with smart technology than a whole household for servants isn't a frivolous statement it's right it's a true statement if you took advantage of everything that is out there that you can connect and control with your phone, you can turn your lights on and off. You can link into your your desktop computer from your smartphone and pull things off when you're traveling. You can access, or your brother can access a camera he has in his living room right. to check on the the kids if they you know they're at that age where they right. can be alone, but you just don't really trust them. So he can check on them, you know, uh, that kind of thing, all from your phone. So it's not an exaggeration when we say this is something that it's oh yeah we're literally replacing an entire household of servants with the technology that we have available right from our phones
0: yeah so we're using we're using an image that really is kind of offensive to most people right and actually when we initially talked about it uh we we were using the term we were using the term slave right you know, like this is the, this well, is the f- we're, we're biblical
1: christians yeah you know.
0: this is actually the function <laughs> that our smart devices are fulfilling don't turn it's, it off guys it's not like uh a meaningless metaphor. Right. It's actually the function that our smart devices are fulfilling is that that normally would be reserved to household slaves. If if you don't have something else doing all these tasks for you, you're doing them. Well, if you wanted some somebody else doing all these tasks for you, you had slaves or servants, you know, depending on the economy of the day and whatnot. So it it's not a like you said, it's not a frivolous statement, and and it's not really an empty. Metaphor, either, but there's actually um, there's more precedent for thinking about uh, technology in general, and, it, and it's even more uh, easily applicable to smart devices. But there's actually precedent for thinking about technology as servants or slaves um, that goes way further back in history than when the te- technology is actually being developed. And so, and then most is, people would guess. Oh I, yeah, I would say. I would, oh when yeah. When you
1: told me that, I was like, no way.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know we we think okay when did people start consciously thinking about technology which of course you know technology you just you would think means... not
1: till the industrial age right? Right, right when when we actually began making combustion engines right
0: so you you might think you, you might think of like the the cotton whatever the cotton gin. thing was yeah the cotton gin mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a really clear example of like where the, when the cotton gin was invented oh, well, this is a task right. that, that was done by, performed by slaves that all of a sudden is performed by technology. That's what we tend to think of, and we tend to think of that that's around the era that, that people started to consciously think about this. Because
1: what did they have before? you know we look back at history and we're saying yeah. oh they were using leverage to move giant blocks in egypt right like oh, yeah, they right, were using right. logs and they were rolling <laughs> yeah. or oh they had the wheel that was probably or the yeah bow, which which is you or, uh, <laughs> or trebuchets a, you know a bow
0: uh yeah trebuchet are, uh, I mean those are wheels pretty, those are examples of technology sure. but not the kind of technology we're talking about exactly. that actually takes the place of human labor yeah. um they're tools that can ease human labor but they're not automated technology that actually takes the place of human labor but so this idea like like jed just said this idea goes way back goes back way further than than most people would guess and when i say that you know people are probably thinking oh like the middle ages no oh like the the time of jesus like when no it was further back than that yeah um aristotle anticipates automated technology Hmm. um now he doesn't word it that way obviously and it's not super explicit well i'll read it to you
1: yeah i was about um, about to say i'm not sure i believe you do you have a quote about that yeah
0: right so this is and again this is uh c.r wiley in his book uh, man of the house is actually the first time that i heard this if you haven't read he that, points it he really points need to, to it read that you do need to read that book uh, and another book you need to read is aristotle's politics it's very good at um, least
1: selections of
0: it if you're like oh you, yeah you have to start with selections and then, yeah, and exactly. then work your way through think. <laughs> right Really the way to do it is listen to it on oh yeah uh, as an audio book oh, and good. then go back through and find yeah. the good sections that's to, good. To, to so Aristotle's Pro politics 10. in book 1 chapter 4 he says but he's talking about the art of the craft of household management and talks about um, he's talking about the difference between Productive instruments and it it talks about instruments and productive instruments. So a possession is an instrument of action, um, but a a productive instrument is a tool that helps you do other things. So a a bed is a instrument of action. It's a it's a possession that's very useful, but it's just because of what you're using it for. But a, a productive instrument is an instrument in itself, but it helps you perform other tasks. Um, So anyway, he says, a possession, too, then, is an instrument for the purposes of life, and one's property is the aggregate of such instruments. And the slave is a possession of the animate sort. Now, that's going to be really offensive to people. Sure. Okay, put yourself in Aristotle's context. Please
1: remember it's (laughs) ancient Greece.
0: Yeah, put yourself in Aristotle's context. This is, uh, I think, the 300s BC. So he's going to talk about slaves as instruments and possessions. Because quite frankly, they they were they were you owned your slave, and they were a. We're a not produc- saying
1: it's right or good. <laughs> yeah,
0: but. and they were a productive instrument, so that's why he's saying this. And he says every subordinate, moreover, is an instrument that wields many. It uh, is is an instrument that wields many instruments. For if each of the instruments were able to perform its function on command or by anticipation, as they assert, those of Daedalus did, or the tripods of Hephaestus which the poet says, quote, of their own accord came to the gods' gatherings. So that shuttles would weave themselves and picks play the lyre, master craftsmen would no longer have a need for subordinates or masters for slaves. Now that, this is what C.R. Wiley draws out, that is not, not necessarily so consciously, it's, he's not necessarily consciously anticipating that one day we'll be able to develop Instruments and tools that automate themselves in right. this way, but he is anticipating, uh, he, or he is, you know, his words, even if not consciously, his words anticipate the reality that when automation becomes available, then the need for the economy of slavery goes away, and this this is why when you get the cotton gin, then all of a sudden slaves don't have to pick cotton anymore. You right. know, now all right, you could say, well, but they don't have to be slaves. Okay. But same thing with paid servants, you know, or, yeah. or or employees. I mean, this is this is why this is why people freak out about the automated, you know, stuff at Walmart and the to the checkout lines, and you can order McDonald's on automated stuff now and pe- whatever. And people freak out about it. Why? Because you're because people are losing jobs. You know, that's, that's, the, yeah, that's that's the that's that's the fear, fear right? Mm-hmm. That now they won't hire people. Well. It's also beneficial to the employer to do that because now he has an automated thing that does the work of a person He doesn't have to pay a wage. It makes sense that, that the employer would want automation, right? So people are worried about, you know, automated machines taking people's jobs. But for the most part, his, you know, historically speaking, historically speaking, meaning since the industrial age and now the uh, the information age and whatnot, historically speaking, Automation has been good for society. It's yeah. been good for the economy right. because uh, automation accomplishes tasks that before people had to do manually. Okay, so um, so it makes sense for the most part. Yeah. So for the most part, this is don't come at us with exceptions. Thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ordinarily, automation is. Uh, yeah, a positive I would
1: agree. Thing. That's that's definitely one of the biggest fears. I, I think another fear goes the other way, and that which some people are kind of excited about is that it's going to be us against the, mach- the machines and we're going to get to rage against the yeah, machines. Right. Uh, it's going to be iRobot, right? So that's right. what the, with the artificial right. intelligence, I don't know if I, I didn't catch you saying that, but the artificial intelligence oh, right. argument yeah. is a big one that people are really afraid of. But
0: anyway, okay. continue so, on. And, and one of the other, so there are concerns. One of the other uh, articles I saw that, that talks about it with the terminology of servants The article is called The Drawbacks of Servants, and it begins, it says, I believe that what people, oh, it says, why why is there such a market for smart devices? Despite some railing against the insanely dangerous internet of things, digital uh, digital assistants and smart home devices are quite popular. It can be difficult these days to buy a TV that will not watch you back. Your fridge can be internet connected and place food orders independently, and your routers have been hacked. I believe, this. the author of the article says, I believe that what people are buying is the illusion of lordship. We can't have an army of human servants jumping at our every whim unless we are billionaires, but even middle-class folks can have Alexa to do whatever they say. And sometimes what they don't say. Alexa records and transmits private conversation. Upper classes have learned... That, this is the point. This is this is huge. The takeaway. Um, upper classes have learned over and over and then ignored and forgotten the lesson servants hear and see everything and they gossip now america's middle class is failing to learn the same lesson right. so that's there there are cautions there are drawbacks and we'll talk about a couple more but that's the first one i wanted to mention is actually that <laughs> this metaphor just keeps going <laughs> because even some of the drawbacks are this are the very same thing as you have to be so careful about what you said around your servants right. because they hear and see everything and they tend to share the story. Right. And that's that's where we are now with with the this is not just a matter of, you know, technology and automation. We're we're talking specifically about smart devices and it is very much a similar situation mm-hmm. that there's there is that drawback of your smart devices are listening to everything.
1: And this yeah. is something else we we could cover on a different podcast. Where we talk about the importance of liberty and freedoms yeah. with devices, with networking, with the internet, um, and protecting your own liberties, protecting your freedoms in a digital age. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's something, again, like you're saying, it's not something people want to think about because the benefit is so much, the, the trade-off is, is so much higher for them. Right. The The pleasure, the... Excitement, the fun of having this device to do all this work for you and to have access to the things you have access to is so much better that it just outweighs that. This thing, like, oh, I don't really have to think about it because I don't have to see the servers they're storing my information on. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's listening to my conversations, or if I don't know an anonymous third party is watching me walk around my house, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. cooking
0: breakfast in my underwear, like, right. I don't really care, which again. Like that, like that article said, you know, they they would ignore or forget this lesson, and it and it would cause problems because when you when you have <laughs> when you have servants around all the time, they're just around, well, they're in the background, you almost don't pay God attention complex, to them, right? And you can just do, you can just live your life, yeah. And and they're there for your beck and call, but yeah. you just live your life. Well that sometimes has drawbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing. When we start to forget that we actually have these smart devices with us all the time, we can get into trouble. So, yeah. So um, the idea of, of liberty is is one of the benefits of smart devices, right? Yeah. So I, I very much benefit from the fact that I don't – I feel, at least, <laughs> I consider myself definitely more free – my time is freed up certainly by smart devices i i can look things up very quickly i don't have to take a ton of time to research most things but you know so time freedom of time is is huge but also you know freedom of <laughs> of uh, brain space you know i don't have to i don't have to worry about s- certain things on my schedule because mm-hmm. i have it on my calendar i Life know I, I set it up yeah right <laughs> i set it up i know i'm going to get a I know I'm, I'm going to get an alert, you know, the day before or whatever. So I don't, I don't have to worry about right. constantly checking my because you have a secretary, my, my appointment book because I have it because I have a secretary, right. you know, and it's my phone, mm-hmm. and so that it is yeah. freeing in many ways, and that's just you know that's just one example.
1: And um, I really like the aspect of. Um, both of us listen to podcasts and listen to audiobooks, um, So that, that availability of information passively, almost passive, passively listening to and, and gaining knowledge on things you're interested in. There are whole podcasts and whole books, a whole podcast just dedicated to random things. So that aspect of it where it's that, that freedom of information just readily available is so great, but it's also one of the other really obvious things that we haven't talked about of a
0: drawback. And that's the access to sin. We'll talk about that in just one oh. second. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great but pivot. It was a good pivot, but um, the first, what you just—I just want to mention this really quick. Yeah. Kind of one thing that you just mentioned of the the amount of access that we have. Um, we, we used to. How does uh, Doug Wilson word it? That we we used to know what was important, what we needed to know. Mm-hmm. And we had to figure out how to find it, how to, re- how to research, how to learn it. Uh, now we have access to everything. Everything, right. you know, and we have, Finding when we, it isn't it, the problem. Yeah, finding it is not the problem. We can find anything. We have access to everything. And now what we have to do is filter it and, and figure out what's actually important. What is it out of this that we need to know? <laughs> and, and so that is a, a problem. And for that matter... This, for that matter, this is this is part of the, the motivation for why we want to do this podcast and, and the project is we want to help. <laughs> On the one hand, we're just adding our voices to that mix of podcasts <laughs> you have to sift through and figure right. out what's important. But once you've figured out that you want to listen to our podcast, one of the main things that we want to do is be helpful in pointing you in the right directions and helping you sift through all the stuff that you have access to and figure out, Okay, but what is it actually that's important? What do I actually need to know? Right. Um, all right. So, okay. Before we talk about access and sin, yes. Um, we talked about freedom, mm-hmm. and that it does it does provide a certain amount of liberty. It frees us up for for a variety of things in a variety of ways. One of the drawbacks, or one of the cautions, and this is obviously one of the the biggest concerns not not just amongst Christian circles, but often it's one of the biggest things that people talk about when they're talking about specifically how should Christians think about, uh, smart devices especially, is the, the other direction of it. You know, that instead of having it provide liberty for us, it can actually enslave us. All right, so so rather than giving us liberty, one of the problems with with smart devices is that we can actually become enslaved to them, and by that I mean in, enslaved to them in two different ways. Uh, one is that we we become totally dependent on them, right? So you mentioned. You can't. You dread leaving your house without yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I
1: said that on mic I, or not. But
0: I don't think it was. I don't think we were recording. Yeah, no, I, I like, was jokingly you know, saying, yeah. joke,
1: half joking. Yeah. I mean, that I, I panic. But if oh, I forget right, my yeah, phone and I panic,
0: I'm, if you forget your phone, I'm in ten the house. minutes away. Yeah,
1: I, I usually will turn around and go back. Right. Because right. otherwise, I get to work and I'm cut off from. Yeah. You know, my wife and three kids, and If, yeah, exactly. if she needs something. I guess she could call you. Right. But it's only ten <laughs> minutes away. Yeah. But, you know, she's not going to call me, and I know that's going to be a bad day, and I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to enjoy not having that connection,
0: that tether back to my
1: family, and they're going to hate not being able to contact me as as needed.
0: So, so there's, it's very much a double-edged sword, because it's, it is freeing to be able to have it, uh, especially, like, it it allows you to go to work and not have to worry as much about what's going on at home, because you know that you have... Uh, you have access to it. You have a line. You know you can talk to your wife um, about what's going on. You, if you, this is why parents, you know, get their kids phones when they start to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually it's a double edged sword. You know, they can be unwise with it and use it while they're driving. But you kind of want to get your kid a phone when they start driving because if they get in an accident or something, or they run out of gas, or they get lost, or whatever, well, they have their phone with them. It's, it's very useful. It's, it's a positive, good tool. But the problem is that we can become dependent on it to a, a negative degree. So I, I thought of um, in 1 Thessalonians 4, when Paul talks about not being dependent on, on anyone. Uh, you know, He says, make it your aspiration to live a quiet life, to mind your own affairs, to work with your hands... Um, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So, uh, independence is uh, a biblical virtue, and and we should strive to not ha- to not be dependent on anyone. Now, you might say, yeah, but our smart devices are what enables us to not be dependent on other people because now I'm you know I'm using this. Right. Well, sure. You can you can personalize our the metaphor too much. My point is simply that there there does come a point where you're you can become dependent on it too much. The other side of being enslaved to it is being addicted to it you know just not being dependent on it in the sense of you know i can't uh like one of the other things you mentioned before we hit record was about you know young people <laughs> a lot of young people really can't even think on their own anymore more -hmm. or less because they're because they have their phone that can do all their thinking for them you know that's a kind of dependent on your servants right (laughs) that's totally not good although it is kind of gratifying to think
1: back to high school whenever my math teacher would get mad and say like no don't use a calculator it's not you're gonna have your calculator in your pocket all the time (laughs) right and now it's like exactly and i sure do have a calculator in my pocket (laughs) all the time Um, all that brain power
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now look what I can do. Um, which, by the way, but that's another... the kind of
1: example, though, of something that we should fight against. Is oh, like, yeah. Oh, but I don't need to know this. Oh, I can right. just look yeah. it up, and that's kind of what we're doing. Actually,
0: at. by the way, another book plug for that would be uh, the title of it is "Life After Google: The Fall of uh, the Fall of Big Data and the Rise of the Blockchain Economy" is the subtitle. All right. We can disagree about the uh, positiveness or, or whatnot of the blockchain uh, system, but "Life After Google" is the title the it's by george gilder and he's basically the the premise is that he's anticipating he's he's predicting the fall the the fall of big data um the fall of big companies like google um, for a variety of reasons but one of the points he makes is that um these this big data mentality that very much goes that very much is part of what we were, what we just mentioned about that i don't have to th- i don't have to learn math because uh, my phone can do it. Or I don't have to learn about this because I can just look it up. I don't have to know about this because I can just look it up. One of the problems with that mentality is that if everybody stops learning these things, guess what? Then the big data companies don't exist or they certainly don't grow and get better. Right. right. That this is a, and the point he makes is that it's actually uh, it's the mentality of socialism as opposed to <laughs> capitalism because the the mentality is that knowledge comes out of nowhere, and all we have to do is widely distribute it, and then everybody will be smart well, actually, there has to be a source it has to come from somewhere from somewhere you can't actually just spread knowledge everywhere without uh, without producing knowledge. you have to produce information to spread it mm-hmm. you know and that's and that's the so he's his point is that the big data companies more or less. Uh, promote even though they 're not functioning on this model, but they promote a socialistic mentality of all we have to do is spread information right well that's that 's not all that 's not all, all there is to the story. You have to produce information, so that mentality is is not true, but one of the other ways that that we lose freedom is by becoming addicted to our devices, and this comes in the form of not necessarily not Not necessarily because you're just dependent on it for knowing things or, or whatever um and not necessarily addicted to it because you're doing something wrong with it, but you just become you become addicted to it, you become enslaved to using your device, you're on Facebook all the time you're on you know you're on Facebook is social media for old people now, so I don't know what I don't know what the kids are doing these days now, but you know uh whether it's Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is I don't know there's things that I haven't even heard of. But the social media, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's just browsing videos on YouTube, whether it's, um, whether it's just using it to talk to your friends or whatever, that you can be using it for things that are not inherently sinful or wicked, not inherently problematic, but it can get to a point where you, you can't live without it. And that's the problem. And even, even with the aspect of, of uh, being dependent on it, in the other way we were talking about, there comes a point where that becomes problematic because you can't live without it, right? right? And so, uh, 1 Corinthians six, you know, Paul says, uh, "All things are lawful, but I will not be mastered by anything." And so that's the that's the that's the principle that we have to hold on to: is that I won't be mastered by anything. Well, I can be mastered by my smart devices by having, by being dependent on it in the sense that I can't live without it. Or it can be mastered by in the sense that I just, I can't live without it because I want it. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I become addicted to it. Now, again, uh, maybe this is, maybe this episode is not worth it to you because this isn't a helpful metaphor. I just think it's such a, it continues to be a helpful metaphor because uh, we can, it's not wise to become, Dependent on your servants to that degree, nor is it wise to to be enslaved to your servants you know that 's not the point that that you're missing the you're missing the f- the proper function and place of your smart devices when when you begin to be ruled by your smart devices well you 've messed up the hierarchy you know mm-hmm. you need to more or less put your put them back in their place yeah. right yeah, and that
1: plays into not just smart devices but a whole cultural mindset of materialism
0: yeah it is the materialistic it, it plays mess, into it but like, this is a p- like a piece of that if pie. you're if you think that you're being ruled by your smart devices if you think you can't live without them <laughs> why not try living without it you right. know like, go, go a day yeah go go a day go go a full two days or whatever go to the store without it with, try that right like leave your yeah spouse try to your drive number. somewhere without <laughs> your map you know oh gosh um,
1: <laughs> I, I would get lost right, right? Uh, it's amazing we look back now and we're like how yeah. did it, I, we ran into this in the military all the time where it's like what did you guys do when you're out in the middle of the woods yeah and you need to get a hold of someone and you don't have your radios or whatever oh yeah like we and just, it's just like well, oh you would just tell somebody this is where i'm going to be for four days yeah and then nobody ever came and looked for you
0: walking walking <laughs> around everywhere in uh in israel walking around in jerusalem right. yeah I learned the city. Like if I go back, if I go back, I could I could walk. I could find my way around certain areas of it's a big city. Yeah, I could find my way around certain areas of Jerusalem if I went back. If I went back to uh, to Scotland, I could get myself from Glasgow up to Appin. You know, that's in a car. But because it's because I had to pay so close attention to landmarks and things like that, that I could find my way. Around in, yeah. certain, in certain little areas. Yeah, spot. it's almost like I a big joke now when somebody's There's, like, "Yeah, turn left at the Split
1: Rock," and it's yeah, like, "What right. you? What? Yeah, exactly." Rock? Because now but we're like, "Why wouldn't you?" If just I go that? into
0: Erie, you mm-hmm. know, if I if I head into Erie, I need I need a map. Right. I mean, the streets so are set up like say, a grid, but sure. I can't find my way around. Sure. It. sure. I was but about about if I were to I'm, walk my way around the city for yep. and had to for yep. a couple of days. See, I'm learning it because I, I, know
1: it. I work in downtown. And uh-huh. so I'm starting to, you know, my breaks. Yeah. Uh, like the other day, I bought some um, tickets to the Philharmonic. Oh, so right. I walked to their office to go pick them up. Uh-huh. So I had to walk over there. Oh, and you yeah. And what I did right. is I started walking the complete wrong direction. <laughs> and then I had to look at my phone yeah. and be like, oh, that's not. Yeah, I started seeing the wrong street signs and right. realized like, oh man, they made this simple too. They go in order, yeah, number wise. But anyway, so on so we
0: can be we can be too dependent on it. We yes. can we can get enslaved to it in the sense of being addicted to it. We mm-hmm. can also um, we can also misuse our servants to use the metaphor. Right, we can we can misuse our servants by using them to access sin. Right, we can be enslaved to it by being addicted to things that are not inherently sinful. Mm-hmm. But we can also obviously use our our smart devices to access sinful things, right? And this is this is on the face of it, right? We don't have to go into this very right. much. Everybody it's, knows. Everybody knows exactly. Everybody this knows this is, exactly. a, this knows this is yeah. a, a danger. Yeah. You can use your smart devices to access sin. Well, that's a problem. Not only because we're accessing sin and mm-hmm. participating in, in something that's sinful, it's a it's a problem because we're misusing our. Right. Our servants, so sure. to speak right? yeah in this analogy, yeah in this analogy but, we're, but we're, even then
1: we're misusing you're misusing something that's fairly innocent that's
0: yeah that is, th- think about uh, it moral as I mean think about it as any other turning it. as any other tool tools have uses yep. And and to and to go back to Aristotle. Hammers are great until
1: they're a murder weapon. <laughs>
0: exactly. I mean, that's that's not only a sin because you're murdering. It's uh, it's, it's it's a perversion. It's not, it's not a sinful use of the hammer. I, I mean, it is because it's murder. But sure. I mean. I, you know, you know what I mean. The hammer's like the, the hammer's essence. The hammer yeah. is not the problematic aspect mm-hmm. of that, just like the gun is are not you, the are problematic you saying aspect the um, don't yeah. kill people. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some people. Is uh, that what you're saying? If me? guns kill people, <laughs> how do all those people get out of gun shows alive? You know? There you go. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> so the problem rapid. is not with the tool, right? But it is a perversion of the proper it's it's a, it's it's a perversion of the tool, it's mm-hmm. not a proper use of the tool. Right. Well, that's certainly possible with with human servants, you know. Going back to Aristotle's abhorrent, primitive wording that he says a slave is a an instrument. Sure, um, I, but
1: but let's not listen. We can you can say these <laughs> terms, everybody can get offended. But look at the Harvey Weinstein's of the world. Look at the powerful yeah. men and women. You see this crap with I'm not even going to say the name, but a congresswoman because don't go looking it up because there's a whole bunch yeah. of stuff you probably shouldn't be seeing on this congresswoman that was using the power of, mm-hmm. of her position for a relationship with a staffer and the same right, thing we've right. seen with presidents and we've seen with people of power throughout hollywood yeah it, it's not a slave relationship but those people right. are willing to try and climb the ladder yeah of, of uh, it's, power it's and reminiscent so it's a, it's a twisting of their masters in a way i mean yeah. they're they're the lords right. of that Whatever it is, home or or office or whatever, and they're using that for their gain.
0: Right, it's similar to uh, C.S. Lewis's um, the the useful friends. I don't remember the term exactly uses, but you know, he has four or so categories of friendships, and there's a there's a, a useful friend uh, a friend a friendship of, of i
1: don't think that originated with lewis a right? friendship
0: of utility i don't think it did but he, he talks about it because Wiley
1: he talks about um, that isn't that plate That's a platonic idea
0: the three uh, the it three might friends. be aristotle actually aristotle yeah i okay. think it is aristotle oh yeah it was but the c.s lewis, talks, but C.S. About lewis it. talks more about it and and he he makes the point that um that that category of useful of a friendship of utility, a useful friend, mm-hmm. uh, well, you can misuse a useful relationship. right? 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 And that's exactly what you're talking about. Right? Yes. Is mis- misusing a sure. useful relationship.
1: I just so, want to point out that people do it all the time now. They're just not necessarily slaves.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So so it, it, it helps uh, maybe to think about it, again, to think about our smart devices as kind of our, our household servants that mm-hmm. not only is it wrong to engage in some of the the activities we engage in uh, once we've used the the tool to get there, but it's an improper use of the the tool to to use our servants to access si so i just think I just think that's that's a helpful thing to think yeah. about and it's also it
1: can be very dangerous to your health uh, I'm reading an article right now that says that. <laughs> yeah. There are eleven, not just in the thousand, sense of you know having your phone close, 11, too close to your phone. when Eleven thousand and one hundred
0: like injuries. Wait, say the number again. Eleven
1: thousand and one hundred injuries over a decade's period from people texting and walking. So be very
0: careful out there. Texting and walking.
1: Texting and walking. So not looking where they're going. <laughs> it's not like people with Pokemon Go where they were like walking off cliffs yeah, trying to catch yeah. just texting and walking and they Literally, get hurt texting they're and they're fall off a guard. curb <laughs> uh, trip and fall into yeah, something yeah. I don't know what all the injuries are but that's yeah. and then yeah so that's well, well, no, that, that's, a, that's a funny article that, you know, that, would, <laughs> that
0: would fall under the, the idea of you know um, th- this is lawful to have this but I'm not going to be mastered by sure that, that's an example exactly. of, you are just so mastered by this that mm-hmm. you're 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 not even looking up and paying attention to the world around you. Right. Um, yeah, it's definitely. And if you a imagine problem. busy
1: downtowns, just you know, this how is the this is the that? problem that people have with it. the
0: uh, the young kids are walking around with headphones in their you know earbuds in their ears and whatever. Well, yeah, it it can it yeah. can definitely actually be problematic because you're just not even aware of the world around you. Is mm-hmm. one of the other ways that we misuse smart devices is the the, the other side of the coin of it gives us liberty um one of the good uses of of technology in general is particularly communication technology you know phones and computers one of the big positive uses of it is is to overcome distance right right to to stay connected with people that are on the other side of the world or 10 minutes away you know Mm -hmm. you can stay connected with them you can talk to them without having to travel and spend money traveling and everything like that it's a very that's a very positive aspect of it but it's a problem in the vein of what we were just talking about mm-hmm. walking around with your earbuds and ears when technology is used to overcome distance that's a very useful good positive use of it but when we use technology to maintain distance that's where that's where it becomes right. a problem so the
1: isolationist yeah, I, where, where, yeah, where
0: where you where you become isolated mm-hmm. because you're you have your face buried in to kids kids Net, being Netflix, able to Netflix and chill. Yeah, is that kids kids being able to uh, keep in touch with their friends, right. you know, at all times of the day throughout the week is not necessarily a bad wow. thing, right? We
1: talked about that before too. But yeah,
0: but when kids have their faces buried in the phones to the sure. point that you know you're and you have the the paradigmatic picture of the family sitting around the table Mm -hmm. and they all have their phones out and whatever. Which we all kind
1: of roll our eyes. So that's ridiculous.
0: Right. But the the idea is It happens. And the principle certainly is the case that technology, that is one of the major dangers Mm -hmm. is that it can actually create distance. It can, it can isolate and that's a problem. So this is, we've talked about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap it up. Do you want to just kind of hit the high points again of, you know, we're talking about the drawbacks. We right. overall we are yeah, optimistic. We think this is a helpful way to be optimistic about to to have a a positive outlook and to, to be optimistic about our our smart devices, how to use them properly. Right. So you want to kind of summarize? Yeah, let's just let's end on some of...
1: positive notes here on on the things. Our premise at the beginning was that we we don't think technology is. As a as an all out negative, we think it's a useful thing, and we started with talking about how um, C. R. Wiley, Christopher Wiley, in his book "Man of the House," talks about the the productivity, bringing it back into the household, uh, bringing work back into the home, and and a lot right. of times we see that with uh, a lot of wives uh, work from home. Uh, your wife works from home, actually, right? right. Um, and so you can do you know website development you can actually do um, the company I work for has training and personal development free as a benefit. Yeah. So if I want to get into project management, I want to get into uh, computer coding, then I can go on there and for free, watch videos, tutorials and right. do that kind of stuff. So that, that those are the really, the positive things. Uh, and then I, I think one of the biggest things, and we alluded to it through our talk is the, the fuel for your spiritual development. It's, yeah. It can really provide a lot of those resources uh, of pastors, uh, authors, theologians, um, books. Yeah. It's just your. We've talked a lot about uh, offline uh, the the audio Bible. Like when people are, like, oh, I have time to read your Bible. It's like oh, you have yeah, time to listen right. to your Bible. Yeah, you
0: have time to. listen. You're not going
1: to get as much out of it necessarily because you're not right. looking at it, studying it, making notes if you're driving. But you're still hearing the Word of God. Yeah, and if your intent is to yeah. learn from it. So there's a, right. a ton of benefits from using, especially a smartphone mm-hmm. or an iPad or computer, um, using those things, not just to stay connected and all that. So those those were some of the main areas that I, I think we should look back at that and 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 remember that's that's the the right way to be using this stuff. That's some of the benefits, and that uh, overall it, it is a helpful thing for our culture, but we're wading through kind of the muck and mire. Right to find, like you said, Doug Wilson. Now we're looking for what are the good things. Yeah, Do we have right. all this information. What's what's the way to use this? What's the yeah, positive exactly. way? Exactly. So it's going to take time, but this this proposition is the best one we've heard. Right. Uh, and, and thinking of it, the that mental exercise of thinking, my smartphone, my devices are servants; they're slaves. They are mm. um, things that I have to treat justly, treat fairly, and yeah. use correctly. So,
0: so am I using them? To, to be more productive, right? Or am I becoming enslaved to them? Sure. Or am I using them, you know, misusing them by by using them to avoid other responsibilities? Right. Or am I using them to access the wrong, yeah. thi- you know, and those things can, that are inherently you sin. You can misuse it, but you can also use mm-hmm. them to be to increase your own productivity and right.
1: Yeah, and if you're and if you're using it, uh, not necessarily to look at something that's blatantly sin in the first place. But mm-hmm. to, to look up the news or sports right. when you're supposed to be working, <laughs> right? when you're right. supposed to be, you know, or, you know, uh, writing like the emails or texting all day long at work or allowing yourself to be distracted by them. Then that's, right. you know, that's going to take you into that area of sin. Um, you know, but the question is, yeah, what, what, what am I using this for? What, what kind of hold does it have over me? And if it terrifies you to think, like we said, of the exercise, go an hour without your phone, go for a walk and leave it at home.
0: Right. Uh, don't take selfies just try it if you struggle to to take a walk with somebody and carry on a conversation Mm, (laughs) because you you don't have your devices that's (laughs) that's a really good signal that you have a problem yeah right
1: yeah think of some practical tests or look some up uh maybe maybe check out that book i haven't read it but 12 ways your phone's changing you right i I would say this as a final kind of exhortation don't go too far one way or the other Right. I would say don't become a luddite and avoid technology altogether. Right. I have, I have friends that won't have a, a phone. They have flip phones yeah. still because yeah. they just like, oh my goodness, the access
0: to sin is. Well, sure. If you need right. to do that right. for a time, then that's. Yep. that's and true. again, I will not be mastered by anything. Exactly. Right. But the first part of that is all things are lawful. So whatever you do, uh, you know Jed mentioned this uh, before the recording yeah. and said this is kind of overused, but. But Paul said it, and in in reality, whatever you do, do all things to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't forget that you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God with your life. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, Thanks for listening to today's episode, and until next time, Godspeed. Godspeed.